Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Michael Reed on LMFM. Chief Superintendent Christy Mangan, good morning to you and uh, thank you for coming in to us uh, this morning. I suppose uh, the eyes of uh, the country have been on Drogheda this last week or so, indeed uh, this last couple of years or so. Perhaps uh, you can begin by giving us an overview of uh, the situation uh, as things stand this morning. Where are you in terms of investigating uh, the murder of Keane Mulready Woods? Good morning, Michael. Uh, well, we're, I suppose, a little over a week into the murder investigation. Um, obviously, it's, it straddles across three divisions into Coolock and then back into the Mount Jai Store Street area. So we have a, a, a very major investigation with, with the, the three detective units involved and a considerable number of, of, of officers involved in carrying out house-to-house inquiries uh, are normal uh, investigative strategies such as witness interviews and obviously there were a number of crime scenes that uh, required examination and they will be followed up with the uh, normal um, forensic testing and that, that, that will take uh, a certain uh, period of time but that, that, that those strands have been actively followed up I suppose, um, you know, there were a number of vehicles involved. We had a, a Volvo involved, yeah. uh, you know, and, you know, that, that that obviously was driven across a number of divisions. And where, where the CCTV is a very, very important uh, facet of, of, of the investigation. Do you know where and when Keane was murdered? We are building up a picture of when Keane left his home, when he left his, his, his mum and his family. So we are aware of um, certain areas he may have been in Drogheda mm. and we're obviously building up a very, very strong picture of what uh, he was at. And he was last seen on Dominic's Bridge at six yeah. o'clock uh, a week ago on Sunday. He was, and that's a busy area. That is a very busy area. A lot of people around, you know, there would be a lot of taxis, a lot of people moving around on a Sunday evening. So obviously there are people that would have seen Keane, you know, that would have known him. So we have some people uh, who have made contact with us. Uh, I certainly would appeal to, to other people who certainly are in possession of information in relation to where Keane went, yeah. uh, who he met, and ultimately what, what, what happened to him and where. They're, they're the important things we're, we're trying to establish. Do you believe he was killed in Drogheda? Y- yes, we would suspect that Keane was killed in Drogheda, yes. Do you think that that happened last Sunday night? We're trying to narrow down the exact time period it happened. Um, obviously there are certain aspects of the investigation that it can't go into for evidential reasons but we would be satisfied that uh, Keane was murdered in the Drogheda area uh, and then uh, his his remains then were transported to uh, obviously other locations in Dublin, Dublin so that takes a certain level of support by 
a number of people. Uh, you'd have to question whether mm. somebody could do that on their own or do, do they need logistical support. So they're all aspects of mm. the investigation we are looking at. Uh, obviously and there's the missing remains as well. Yes, there yeah. are. And, and very, very unfortunately, there, there are uh, missing remains, which makes it very, very difficult for Keane's family. Obviously, they are, you know, endeavouring to plan for a funeral. That's not easy when um, you know all of the remains of Keane are not 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 there. So that that's a very very sensitive issue, and we're dealing with the family in relation to that. And we're mindful of all the sensitivities with obviously Keane's mm. family, but there are a lot of other young people. You know, but it, it may be a case that they may have to decide to bury him. Uh, in part, I, uh, I, and I it may not be possible to bury him intact. It's a very sensitive issue, Michael. Yes, so of course, I, I, yes, I think yeah, I'll, yeah. I, I just mm, we'll, mm. we leave that between uh, the family and the investigators, and, and you know we, we we certainly will be in full support mm. to the family in relation to that issue because it, it it is a difficult issue for anybody to deal with. Uh, you know that a normal death is very, very mm. difficult for people to deal with. Oh, absolutely. And I don't mean to be insensitive uh, to the family, but uh, I think it spells out the horror that is upon all of us. Yes, but I, I, I also would, you know, there, there, this this is obviously a, a, a horrific murder. All, mm. all murders are horrific. But uh, we, uh, as investigators, we, we have to manage, you know, an investigation so that we're not... Uh, instilling uh, an ingrained fear in people that they, they, they mm. may say, well, you know, can we talk to the police? Can we talk to Angar Shikana? You know, you know, you certainly can talk to Angar Shikana and you can talk to us in a very, very confidential way. Mm. There are a number of ways that people talk to us. You know, they, they contact us on a personal level, they contact us at the Garda station or you know, they will simply contact us on the Garda Confidential Line or True Crime Stopper. So, you know, there are, there are a number mm. of avenues for people to, to, to speak with us and to impart the information that they have because the one thing we do know from, you know, previous investigations into horrific crimes that people have possession of information in their, in, in, in their minds and they have to carry a huge responsibility themselves personally for possession and information, and they also have to be mindful of their own their own um, family circumstances. But in the long term, you know, if they don't impart the information to us, they'll have to live with that for a long time, maybe mm. for the rest of their lives. And we have seen previously with 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 murder investigations where people eventually come forward, and they've lived with the 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 information that could have solved the information, and brought some comfort. Uh, to the victim's family and also to, to the people of Drogheda that they did provide that information. So it's important that mm. people reflect on what they know. Um, and there's know, many ways uh, of huge, getting that information to you. They huge. could uh, impart it through a priest, uh, through the radio station, through a counsellor, through a TD, yep. um, or they could go directly, of course, to the guard station. There's many different ways of getting the information to you. There are, and we receive information on a, on a, on a very regular basis, on a daily basis, from mm. people in, in various guises uh, to make contact with us. Um, you know, because they, they obviously they're concerned for themselves personally because they have the information in, in, in their own uh, mind and they want to impart it. And it's, I suppose it's the way, you know, the, the opportunity to impart it is important. So there are, as you say, many, many ways to do it. And what I would say is to people, you know, you have to reflect on what you know. And we want to be there to protect all people 
and, and we certainly are. But we do need the support mm. of the community. We do need the community to give us the uh, the information because you know, as a community and as 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 a uh, you know the, the police, the, the guardian in in this town, we need to stand together very very strong. Uh, and deal forcibly with the people who are intent on causing maximum damage. I think we're all horrified by what happened to Keane Mulready Woods, but we were all terrified by what happened on the Bridge of Peace because it was such a a public setting for a shooting of that sort to take place. Do you think it was in retaliation for the murder of Keane Mulready Woods? Well, obviously that's that's one line of inquiry that that we would look at, uh, Michael, but I suppose we've had a number of a number of instances where you know people have tried to shoot, uh, you know, somebody in 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 in, in the what would be considered the the other gang or uh, involved in this feud, and um, that's we're obviously conducting an in-depth investigation in relation to that. Um, members from Gardaí Corner were there within ten seconds. Mm. It was you know, the, and we heard that directly the from the taxi driver, yeah. as I understand it, uh, because it happened so close to the Garda station from the scene of the shooting you could look directly into the windows of the Garda station but as I understand it some Gardaí drove up from the station and some ran up from the station Yes and I think one of the first people there uh, was actually Superintendent Waters so you know the, the the response times were very very quick but having said that 10 seconds is a long time for a car to escape you know they, they, they can escape in a very very fast time from from the scenes, you know, I mean, in order to catch somebody involved in a shooting, you almost have to be on scene, which is obviously very um, problematic for us and, and, and the opposition because we, we, we some of our officers will be armed, some will not be armed. And because they had the road blocked, I take it that they had a, a clear getaway route. But how long did it take before the armed response unit arrived at the scene? Was it several hours? No, I mean... You know, I, I, I've read reports, uh, you know, where there's complaints about response from armed people. We had armed people there very, very quickly. And they were there so quickly that they were able to administer um, medical support to the injured party. Uh, and that's what our armed support and our and our emergency response people are, are, are highly trained in, in is, is, is intervening until the the uh, ambulance crews arrive and 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 they they will they will take it off from there because they're obviously the experts but our people are, are very well trained in in you know medical intervention and we've had it in the county in other towns where you know mm. the 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 armed support arrive and they administer medical assistance so so the the where they're very very quick was it ours before members of the ERU responded well, in in relation to the ERU, the ERU have provided huge support to us in this town and in in, in other parts of the, the county in relation to incidents that do take place. So they're, they they will be there on a planned basis, uh, you know. And I have sought the ERU on a number of occasions in relation to you know matters that I, I would consider they should be here for. You know, mm. if 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 I had information that there was going to be a, a possible attack, I I certainly would seek the service of the ERU and I've never ever been refused the service of the ERU. They're a highly trained, highly specialised group of people and they provide very, very good support for us. But we also have a considerable number 
of uh, armed support people. We have a considerable mm. number of detectives who but are the, the, the letter from Kieran O'Neill of the GRA seems to indicate uh, that the ERU was asked uh, to respond, uh, to give back up to the Gardaí when this shooting took place and it took several hours before they could respond and that that put lives at risk. I read the article this morning and uh, I mean, I, I suppose I, I'll, be, I'll be quite blunt with it. I, I have a considerable number of other very pressing matters I can tell you on my desk this morning and to be dealt with this afternoon. That uh, letter obviously will be dealt with the uh, Chief Superintendent in stock and I've no doubt he'll, he'll provide an answer for it. The one thing I will say is I have never, ever had any difficulty in securing the services of the emergency response unit. They have been really, really good. Uh, they, w- they will be here at a moment's notice for me. Let it be three o'clock in the day or three o'clock in the morning. Mm. They, they have been here and uh, I am never shy about saying when we don't have enough resources, resources mm. I, 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 I would always be very frank with the public. So if there was a problem, I would say it. But I, for me personally... Even though that unit is down 21 officers, uh, they say that they're not allowed to work overtime and that the equipment that they have is outdated. Uh, the bulletproof vests that they have are, are, are not sufficient and they have gone past the manufacturing out of date. Well, they may be internal uh, complaints or concerns that I don't have any information in relation to. What I will say is when they come here, they're suited and booted and well able to do the job that I ask them to do on a, on a, on a regular basis. And if I have made requests at two o'clock in the morning and I have got them out and they have turned up and um, done a lot of good work for me, I can tell you. Okay, it's uh, sometime since you were last in the studio with us, uh, at that stage uh, you were saying that you believed there were about 100 people involved in this dispute between the two gangs in Drogheda. It seems uh, to have extended out past Drogheda uh, into Coolock uh, and certainly Bettystown, Laytown and beyond uh, and into parts of Dublin. Uh, how many people would you say are involved in this dispute at this stage? Well, our, I suppose our initial uh, assessment was that there was approximately you know, 50, maybe 55 in each, on each side. And I suppose it has maybe grown to a certain degree. And we certainly have observed that there are other parties getting involved from uh, different areas, including uh, Dublin. Um, th- that unfortunately does happen with, 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 with disputes because one side might be getting maybe an upper hand or they might be perceived to be a little bit stronger. So it's something we expected. It's something that we are dealing with. Uh, obviously, we have huge interactions with uh, the, the Mead uh, Gardaí and we have huge interactions with uh, our, our other colleagues in Dublin. So it's something I certainly expected uh, because, you know, the two groupings involved have um, obviously... They've made their intentions known through their actions, and uh, that's quite obvious. Is it double the problem, though? Would there be 200 involved now? No, I wouldn't think so, no. 150? So. Uh, somewhere, I'd say, in, in around 100, mm. 120. Okay, and know. they're threatening each other, by all accounts. How, how many of the 120 people involved in this are at risk of losing their lives? Well, look, at I, that's, that's, I'm afraid it's not a question I, I, I can definitively answer I, I can say that we have dealt with uh, threats to kill from very from the various groups but we've also put in a number of interventions to prevent them from causing damage to each other and and that has happened on a regular a regular basis I suppose is maybe what was important for us for, uh, you know we during the summer were in a position to with 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 the people of Drada and I mean the people of Drada deserve massive credit for it 
you know, we ran probably one of the more most successful cultural mm. uh, events in Flakiol, uh without n- any incident. And between that and Christmas was relatively quiet in the commission of the incidents that, you know, what, you know that, that they weren't actually assaulting each other on the street. Um, but for it seems to have heated up uh, and we, we were seeing that heating up uh, after Christmas. Um, the, there was uh, threats and, and, and counter threats and, uh, you know, attempts to, to attack each other. Yeah. So we, we were dealing with those. So it seems to have heated up in the, in the last uh, two weeks, you know, since basically the new year began. We've had um, an escalation of it. Um, it does take a considerable, uh, considerable management, and uh, you know we, we we obviously have a lot of other issues in in, in the division. We have, you know, crime commi- committed. Uh, unfortunately, that would would and can happen. So we deal we deal with, deal with all these issues. Well, on the day of the shooting, <coughs> you were dealing with an attempted ATM robbery. We were, and I was out there that morning where, where obviously people, you know, decided they would uh, rip the uh, ATM out in Dunlear and cause major problems for, obviously, for mm. financial institutions, but they also caused major problems for people who were trying to go to work and children trying to go to school. So, it, you know, that that was a, a, a very major criminal act that we have we we were dealing with and we're still dealing with it because, obviously, we, we have to have a, a comprehensive investigation in, in relation to that. Okay, and I suppose people's expectations are to some extent realistic and they know that you can't be everywhere uh, every time uh, and that means uh, that people are fearful. I'm sure you've heard that from people yourself. Uh, People are telling us uh, that their children are afraid to go out on their own and they're afraid that their children won't come home and uh, there is this sense of anxiety in Drogheda. Yes, and I I see that and uh, I get that feeling from people. Um, What I say is that you know, we, uh, as a as a, an organisation, we're standing very strong with the public. Uh, we're we're dealing with the the criminal gangs on a, on a toe-to-toe basis. We have a very robust policing plan in place to deal with them. Uh, it does take a lot of energy, and you know, we have a you know it, it's been organised by the people at Drogheda. You know, they, they they're they're coming together for a meeting on Saturday, and I certainly support. The, uh, the people in Drogheda and I'll be there myself to show my support to the people of Drogheda and <coughs> excuse me I think we, we once we stand to stand together uh, and need to stand up for our town mm. uh, Will people be safe doing that? Uh, you're, you're, you're attending yourself uh, uh, I'm sure uh, you'd like to assure people that they will be safe uh, that security will be uh, such that there will be no threat to anybody who decides to stand uh, in solidarity with the people who are concerned about what's happening. I would absolutely encourage everybody, and I mean everybody in Drogheda, to come in and show, um, you know, show to the people of Ireland, you know, that they're standing up for their town. I know it's my job to take on criminals and to deal with criminals. I will do that. Absolutely, I will do that, and I'll do it every day of the week. No problem whatsoever. But, you know, through fear must come come courage. We have to have courage to stand together, to take them on, and we will do it. I've no doubt we'll do it. And on Saturday, I would encourage everybody that's able to get into town. uh, It will be a well-planned meeting where people can come in and express their opinions uh, in relation to the, the whole debacle. 
and we'll be, we'll be there to make sure that they're safe. Okay. And we'll, we'll have a good place and plan in place. All right, and that will be at half past one at the Bridge of Peace uh, to move on to uh, St. Peter's Church on West Street at two o'clock. <coughs> Chief Superintendent, uh, you certainly have your work cut out for you. Uh, I think uh, there is little doubt that you have uh, the support of the vast majority of people listening to us uh, today. Uh, but uh, as you've recognised yourself, uh, there is a, an element of fear. Just uh, some closing words uh, for people uh, <coughs> listening to us uh, today uh, in terms of living in this town, whether you're afraid of what's happening, if you're concerned about what's happening or if you have information about hap- what's happening. What I would say to the people at Trahada, we live and work in a fantastic town. And it, for me, it's a privilege to be here to you know, to make sure that uh, you know the town uh, is managed in on, on on all policing issues, we have a very very heavy police presence in the town, and I'm I'm aware that that uh, actually can cause concern to people mm. because I've heard people saying that you know they can hear the guard a helicopter mm. up here at three o'clock. Oh, in the it's morning. terrible! It's very disturbing. Yeah, you, you, you hear the helicopter, you wonder what's happening. Uh, yeah, you uh, see the armed response unit driving by, and you wonder, you know, uh, what are they going to do with the guns on board? Well, what I would say to people is when you hear the guard helicopter, that's there for a very good reason. Uh, we're, we're making sure that criminals can't do what they wish. Uh, and we have an, you know, a, a very, very detailed armed response. They're there to keep people safe too. We're in the estates uh, carrying out checkpoints on a very regular basis. They're not, they're, they're not designed to target the ordinary decent people of Drogheda who are going about their daily basis, who are going out socialising at the weekends. And I would encourage people, please go out the weekends. We, we You know, you will be safe. We have, uh, as I say, a considerable um, number of Gardaí out there to make sure that they will be safe. But uh, what I would say is to the people who are involved, uh, and get, it's getting to a stage where there are a number of people who don't want to be involved. It's gone so bad that they never expected to get to this this point. So they probably are in a period, whether they realise it or not, of reflection themselves as to what they actually got themselves into. So they need to consider their own option because if they continue as they are, it will end up, unfortunately, uh, with people getting hurt, possibly themselves. So they do have a, they have an opportunity. And, and I mean, this is a golden opportunity for them to say, right, I've had enough of this. Come speak with us, impart the information to us. Uh, they're the people who know where the criminals involved in this uh, store their guns, store their money, store their drugs, and they know where to keep their assets. So that's all very, very important information for us. We will treat them in a very, very confidential way. And I'll also say, obviously, in relation to the murder of Keane, there are also people there who have information, and we're very much aware that they have information. They need to reflect as well uh, because I'd say they're in a very very difficult position and they realise that if this continues they could be uh, you know, the, the, the victim of violence themselves so you know unfortunately cocaine and other drugs have uh, you know th- that's, that's the market that these people earn their profits from and we need to continue to interrupt it uh, Unfortunately, last year, or fortunately, people would say we arrested in excess of 150 people involved in uh, dealing in drugs, which is which is a lot. And then we've we've arrested a considerable number of people for basic possession. 
Um, so we do we, we recognise that we have a problem, but I think if we work together and work strongly together, very strongly together, we certainly will deal with this and we'll rid our town of the people okay. intent on causing damage. Okay, thank you indeed uh, for coming in to us uh, this morning, uh, Chief Superintendent Christy Mangan of uh, the Louth Garda Division. Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM. LMFM.